everybody. Welcome to episode 267. Right? Yep. That's right. Of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. It's going to be a quick one today because it's super hot in this room. It's not going to be a quick one. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, damn it. It's not that hot. But it's going to be. No, we have the fan with going. With us yapping it's... with our big mouth breathing. It's good. Just, just <clears throat> relax. All right. All right. Just relax. Take it easy. You'll be fine. It's going to be fine. We can do this. We've okay. we've lived through much hotter recordings. For, right. sh- for sure. All right. Um, so if you hear the fan in the background, that is why. We cannot shut that off. Or we'll, we'll just die. So um, I did want, uh, before we get into our reviews of things, I did want to, uh, we're, the, the strike is still, still striking. Yes, but um, they are resuming talks with the writers. Yeah, well, you know, they obviously are going to have to, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because um, even they know they can't just not have writers. Yeah, which is stupid. Obviously. And it's like, it's like it, just wasting time at this yeah. point. Get to it. Well, um, they're just trying to wait them out. So they, that, Yeah. Uh, they're going to they're gonna try to bleed them out, see, yeah. you know, as they said, wait till they lose their but homes. But it's like, and... yeah, right. But, you know, yeah. I mean, I said it last time, but it's like, I think... They're like, oh, we'll just make them all go broke. And then they have to sign. And it's like, well, now who's desperate? You know, it's like, and you're only losing a few million dollars out of your multi-million dollar thing. And you're already like ready to start talking now. So. Well, I mean, the irony, and it's a it's a drop in the bucket comparatively. But um, the irony is that, you know, them very clearly um, trimming down trees, knowing that this is something that they would need permits for. Um, so that they could deplete the shade, uh, right. which is, is, I mean, peppermint petty yeah. to the max. Yeah. I mean, when, when you're getting to that, so what, do you really think, you think that's what's going to get them? Yeah. I think that they're also like, fuck, because now all of these people are, you know, all these rich, famous, the rocks of the world and stuff, they're all donating money to help the strike and so now the studios are like shit yeah well so what i wanted to get into though i'd be interested to see how that money's being absolutely you know divvied um, out but whatever what what i find most interesting about this this whole hoopla quite honestly is um again we we know how i feel about sag um i get the purpose of that particular union i don't like them personally mm-hmm. it's not an attack against unions per se but more so that i don't like sag's tactics Some of their practices, yeah. and their their mindset and the way that they treat non-union actors right. not a fan of them at all and actually the way they treat lower level union actors yeah. because let's be fair sag really only represents their highest paid clients that's who sag gives a shit about 10 percent. they don't care about the people that don't make enough money to even qualify for health insurance under their bullshit union um and where this starts to get particularly funky for me is that throughout this they're fighting the the right fight at least sure but i mean it's for completely selfish reasons well, right, yeah. they're I mean, they're fighting self-preservation the fight. and all it's of it. It's self-preservation, you know? and and but, and they don't 
actually care. It's it's a hierarchy. It's a complete hierarchy. Whereas like in a union, if you you know you work a union job, if you work for the town or something like that, right? It's not like oh well, we're not going to represent. We don't really give a shit about the people that ha- that that do flag work. We don't care about right. whether they you know it's it's all this. You're in the union. You know yeah. everybody's in there. Whereas here, this has been quite interesting. Because where the uh, the hypocrisy has landed pretty hard for me in this is that let's not act as if films haven't still been filming. It didn't stop. This whole solidarity thing where it's like nobody's filming until until there's uh, fair treatment and pay. Right, no, but... that hasn't been happening. That that has not been happening. Right, but, there, but there are there are certain companies production companies a24 is obviously a big one but you know they don't have any they don't have any connection to amptp so i don't understand why they would be did i talk about a24 i'm not saying about a24 no i'm just saying like well if you let me finish my thought then you know you might have known what i was talking about it's a crazy concept i know but just you know sometimes sometimes if you let somebody finish their point you might understand what they're saying i I, it's something i heard down the grapevine i don't know these kids are crazy these days i'll try it um my issue is that this has not halted this has not stopped productions from taking place that are using sag actors that are uh part of a part of everything and that they're their little loophole, right, was to go, mm, because it, again, right, it kind of all falls, everybody, it's it's like everyone scratches the other person's back, right? And it's like SAG is like, oh, yeah, we want to look like we're, we're, we're in it, we're part of the, the good fight, but we also don't want to piss people off. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just, um, we're going to make these little loopholes so that people can have waivers. And we're going to offer these waivers to these specific productions that are so 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 low and 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 lonely financially that they just we couldn't possibly burden them with being part of the strike i mean personally i i agree because i i mean i i never even heard of guy ritchie until these strikes so i he definitely should have gotten a waiver and uh for sure, Steven Spielberg's daughter. There's no way that poor child was ever going to move ahead if she wasn't offered a waiver for her production. I mean, how on earth would Steven Spielberg's daughter ever, ever be able to function professionally if she had any type of halt to the production that she was involved in? I mean, it's obscene. It's obscene because, again... The little tiny productions, the real independent productions, SAG doesn't give a fuck about those productions. So now we're calling Guy Ritchie and Steven Spielberg's kids productions, these micro budget productions and offering waivers so that they can work through the strike. And I don't I don't think that's fair. Well, as I was saying before, it's. It's it breaks down into what you're fighting for and and what the production company is doing, right? If this production company that is funding these people's films, regardless of who they are, I understand your point, but I but it's like you know if this if this production has nothing to do with AMPTP or HBO or 
Netflix or whatever, and they are willing to abide by whatever, uh, whatever the SAG, whatever SAG put forth as a as a bargaining agreement. Why shouldn't they? Because the bargaining agreements. Because that... they're not involved in the AMPTP. They don't have a contract with SAG like that. We don't know who has a contract with SAG like that. That's the problem. Is that. Because they're, they're allowing auditions, right, for these productions. They're saying, well, you can't do this, this, and that. Well, we'll allow the we'll allow the auditions because, uh, you know, we, we don't want to completely halt your production or whatever the case may be. Um, but you're using SAG actors. Yeah. These are SAG actors. I'm not talking about the producers and their production company and all this. I'm saying that you are letting this group of SAG actors get away with one thing and then telling this group of SAG actors, you have to be on strike. You're not allowed to work. You shouldn't audition. You shouldn't be doing this, that, and the other thing. Right, but, but then for... you're giving that leniency to another set of actors that can. And and the the problem for me is that this is never, this is very rarely, at, le at the very least, lower level actors that actually really need the work. You're giving this to um, actors that are established and, yeah. and allowing them well, there to get other... away with other pe with what other people aren't. And then there, for me, there's also that question of solidarity. Like, are you not kind of a, uh, oh my God, skag? Scab. Scab. <laughs> are you not skag. a skank? A skank. <laughs> are you not actor skanks? Um, are you not being a scab if you're doing that? Technically, no. I... Because it's in the contract. Right, it's in the contract. There, but the, that's the... the point. My point is that SAG is—they're changing the rules as they go, and then going like, "Oh no, no, this is—we're allowing this. So if this person does this, it's okay." It's like, all right, but fifteen seconds ago, before you allowed this, that wasn't okay, and now all of a sudden, it's okay for well, this production. The, the, my under—like, I'm not on one, necessarily on one side or the other with this. I, I understand both sides of this, but my understanding is, SAG's beef is with the AMPTP. Yes, yes, and so. I'll use A24 as an example. A A24 has nothing to do with the AMPTP. They just right. make their movies. So they're not A24 has nothing to do with residuals or 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 scanning background actors or any of that stuff. They just make the movie according to the rules yeah, that I'm are not, in place. Yeah, I have no issues with that. So so I get the idea of the waivers, but I also get the idea of of the, the you know standing in solidarity. There's been plenty of actors that have been given waivers that have said no i'm not going to film anyway right but why are they being given waivers that's because my it's question. not the actors aren't given the waivers the production companies are given the waivers and then whatever actors just have because there's other actors in it that aren't viola davis and all these famous for sure people. for sure but and, see, and all the the this, teamsters this and, is and the all problem too. this is the problem is that there's two sides of these strikes there's it is there, a little there, tricky, there is there is the whole uh there's the whole concept of like yeah look you know if you if you that's the point right if you start if you start compartmentalizing things and then like picking picking petals off the side to go like oh well we'll allow this but not this we'll allow this but this. It, you, you start losing the fight right because you're you're not actually just standing putting your heels on the ground right. and saying here's what we're going to do and so then 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 things start to sort of move around a bit right because now it's like well it's not really they're not really really striking they're striking but it's not like a strike strike right. you can find a way to get out of that that's there's that there's a problem with that that you're not you're not really giving it a hundred percent the the other half of that for me is people that are not on the celebrity level right it's those actors that are barely getting by 
they go on strike for four months. That's massive yeah. for them, oh, right? Yeah. They're they they are losing homes and stuff like this. So, but okay. the, for those people, I it's a, it's a complete catch twenty two. And I understand, I understand the waivers, but for me, it's the hypocrisy of it, right? It's the whole thing of like, it's kind of the 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 saying like you know, if uh, if you fall for what is it? If you fall for if you fall, fall for, for Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. You fall for everything, you fall for nothing. No, it's no, we we got that wrong. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um Don't fall. That's <laughs> That's the that that's that's the catch twenty two for me. Is that someone's gotta lose in yes. order for this to be effective, yes. right? And when you're saying to, you know, there, there are actors out there. This is my problem is that I'm not talking about the actors that are like ready to lose their apartments that are getting SAG waivers to audition for something, whatever. I'm talking about actors that are higher up on the food chain that are like, oh, yeah, we stand with SAG and all that. And it's like, well, you're working, though. You're working. Mm. You can afford not to work, but you are working. Right. But but by them not working. They're not taking a job away from those people because they've no, already I'm cast them that. that. So by them not working, it it doesn't it doesn't do anything for the fight other than the solidarity side. But well, like on on a logistical technical level, it's not it's not. None doing of anything. this does anything. Is my realistically none of this does anything, right? We say like, oh well, we're all going on strike until we get what we want, and it's like, okay, well, you're never actually never going to get what you want right because that's all subjective what one group of people thinks sure. is important in a contract another whatever they actually agree on there's going to be many many actors that are like doesn't work for me yep. you know well, what that's, i mean that's... so it's all of like hey we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna make the for me it's the hypocrisy of it i don't actually think that these strikes are going to make massive changes they're always like these minuscule little things that they go like here we're gonna throw you this and then depending on how long you fought, you may or may not take it and then uh, yeah. whatever. There's never there's never yeah. going to be some, you know, reformative change in Hollywood that well, isn't going to happen. Right. It's I, not going to happen. I don't know. I mean, it's it's, you know, they've made such a loud kind of hullabaloo about all this stuff. <laughs> how long in how how long <laughs> have you waited in your life to be able to find the perfect moment? to insert that one it just came to me i'm not gonna lie okay usually doesn't but it just did beautiful um that if they you know so they made this big they made all this noise about you know the 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 two sticking points that always come up are scanning background actors and residuals uh all the other stuff is like whatever i don't know i don't know you know how much they're getting paid per episode and what all this crap i don't know but uh those two things I, i it would be really it would be really devastating to them to fold on those two issues. Um, now, the background actor thing, I can see the AMPTP giving that, you know, or coming up with things like, we can scan you, and so we're not going to pay you when we need you, but we're going to pay you a half a day when we use your digital likeness. Because it's like, for me, I never understood that part of it. And I know that's that, that's already happened, like... You know, there's been cases where somebody was scanned and then they were used and not paid for it. Um, but they could just make people up. You know, they can just doesn't have to be an actual person. 
but I don't know if that's like a thing where it's like, well, it has to be a SAG person. So if it's a, di- so I don't know. Right, I don't but- know what's going to happen with there. If, if it's going to be like, we're going to scan you and use you, but we still have to pay you because they still have to pay someone to composite all that stuff and do right, all that but work. Here, here's, here's my issue. And it's, I, I, I just kind of went in and, and I wasn't, I should have been more clear on the points that I wanted to make. My issue is that I, I find this hypocritical because right now, something's in production there's no determining whether that is going to streaming that was what i was okay so this is my this is my problem is that you're going you could do this you could do this you can do this right oh because it's independent it's independent oh you know poor guy richie poor spielberg oh my god what are they going to do and then it's like okay once you make these agreements and then boom because who the fuck else is going to get it yeah netflix and hbo yeah are like the top showtime Amazon. These are all the companies that this is the whole point of the strikes because these companies and these and these corporations don't value their artists. Right. And so we're going to just throw all these waivers out at everybody and say, oh, well, this doesn't count right now here, because at the end of the day, SAG doesn't really want to piss off HBO and all these people too bad. Right. They'll fight them, but they don't want to fight them too hard because they are the future of film. This isn't we're not we're never going back to like, oh, it's going to be about box office uh, um, gain. We're not going back to that. It's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be streaming. It's going to be streaming. So you can't piss those guys off too much. And they're they're at the you know, they're they're sitting at the head of the table right now. They're probably going to be there for a while. So this is my problem is like regardless of whether this person is working on something that is truly independent, and I'm air quoting because, you know, a $10 million film is an independent film, it is uh, even a $30 million film at this point is considered independent, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, they, that's the thing. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll allow, we'll, we'll just let them audition now. It's, it's, it's okay. It's like, okay, yeah, letting them audition for a production that has a 90% chance of being sold to one of the three or four companies that are, yeah. uh, uh, you know, cornering the market on streaming. Yeah. It's hypocrisy. I understand the, I understand both sides. I'm not saying that I don't understand the other side of somebody who's going like, hey, I got to work. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. But the I think the the other side of that is like, yeah. You you may need to work now, but it, in a year you're not going to have a job to even you're not going to have any job at all. So to, you fight to, the fight now and deal with that. Last, yeah. You deal with the 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 loss of wages and all that stuff now. Otherwise, in a year or two, there's not even going to there's going it's going to turn into the music industry. Yeah, you know that's what that's what. Netflix and HBO, that's what they want. They want it to be the music industry where artists get paid nothing unless you're huge. Yeah. You know, and so I appreciate both the writers and the actors fighting for that. And so, but what happens is once they do sign an agreement, if they do, then that gets back and everybody in the union then has to vote on it, vote on the agreement. So there's always a potential for everyone in the union to say, no, fuck that. We don't want that, you know? Yeah, I I just... I just I I really am I'm like I think the sorry it it just it just seems like a, it's an incredibly sheer veil of just being like yeah. oh we're gonna we're gonna waiver this because you know it's it's not part of it and it's like but it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be you and then it it, it, it it does that it's just the same thing it's like the crying wolf thing right it's like well are you really striking I mean because you know we're gonna sell all this shit to streaming anyway yeah yeah. 
Well, that was the thing is they're going to like, you know, you take, I, I'll use A24, they're going to film the movie and then it, finish it and edit it mm-hmm. and everything. And they can't sell it yet because of the strike. But once the strike's over, ready to Boom. go. They got it. <laughs> right, sell in, it. right into Netflix, right yeah. into HBO. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I uh, had another point, but I forgot it. So must not have been that good. Like all of my points. <laughs> well, I just, do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. It's like doing the whole, like, oh, it's not AMPTP. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, like, it, it, we know what's going to happen here. We know what's going to happen. You're you're giving waivers. You're giving bullshit waivers and, and you're, you're creating loopholes. And it's. I'm always curious, like, why doesn't, if they, it, I'm not saying they should, and I hope they don't, obviously, but, like, what's stopping Netflix and HBO to just be like, you know what? We're not even going to sign any agreement with the unions ever again. So if you want to... But we're going to keep productions going, and eventually people will start scabbing, but it's not really scabbing because they'll essentially just circumvent the union. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I just think, like, you know, when when you're talking about... When they're talking about like independent films, yeah. I shouldn't be hearing Jenna Ortega and Mark Wahlberg and Paul Rudd. Like I don't think of little tiny indie productions. Yeah. I don't even know if this is still the case, but at one point in the recent future, Mark Mark Wahlberg was the highest paid actor. How long? Fuck that happened. Yeah. But the highest paid actor in Hollywood. You're telling me that this dude can't take a break and and survive yeah. and and you know to. To, to better the business like yeah. eh, i think all that. of these um <laughs> these multi-millionaire actors the ultimate way to show solidarity is to donate money and help out the you know the thing is is that there's just so too many there's too many people in the union you know there's which is way too many which people is fine for them because they'll just take all of their dues absolutely but, we've, t- we've, we've spoken about that yeah but it's like you know, you're going to say, you're going to throw out some absorb, you know, and it's a lot of people that can't even make $26,000 to get health insurance or whatever the number is, 27, 28, whatever's around there. Um, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, but how many of those actors, how many people got a, a SAG card and they don't act anymore or, or they're, you know what I mean, are just basically inactive, you yeah. know? And so that, that kind of pads that number, but there's, and it's like, so... So how do you? So what's the solve for that? You know, but okay. If, so if if you were to if you were to say if if SAG was to get what they wanted and to get the residuals to carry over to streaming and to not have background artists, that's essentially the what you know. And so if if they get everything they want, that number I don't think is really going to move that much. Yeah. You know, it's just way more people than there are jobs, and that's the problem. And then you well, have far far too many people call themselves actors. Yeah. And do with that what you will. But we've we've been in the business 15 years. We've come across people of all different levels in, in, in this industry. And there's way too many people that consider themselves working actors or consider themselves professional actors that really shouldn't. But again, SAG is just going to take their money. And a good example of that is the fact that, that SAG essentially um, – well, not essentially – SAG literally treats their FICOR members like scabs and they'll tell them that to their fucking face. Yeah. But so here's my question. Then why do you offer it? Yeah. If you believe in the union so much, 
Why are you offering your members the opportunity to work both on union and non-union sets? Oh, is it because you want their membership money? Is it because if you start telling people, hey, you can't work on anything that's non-union, you're going to lose that demographic of people that are never going to be A-list actors, right? That they're going to be hanging around like the BD list and they want to be able to work on non-union shit and they're going to go, well, then fuck it. Why am I going to go SAG if I'm not really making anything that's SAG worthy, let's say, right? Yeah. But yeah, you kept the know. option there. You I'm kept still... the option open so that you can get the money. But then you you treat those people like shit, and you tell them that they are the reason for the downfall of of, of unions and and yeah. the, the, what horrible horrible people they are for working on non union projects and going FICOR. But FICOR only exists because you've made that yeah. uh, an option. So I just because they still want those dues, but like of course they still want those dues. That's what know, I'm saying. It's that's just the thing. it's like, it needs to be, and and I know it has gotten easier, but it really it, like I don't have a problem with like working with SAG if if it's not a burden to my production company. You know, not every production company is making a film for a million dollars. You know, right? And so look, I have look like I in no way am saying that I think SAG act fucking SAG every. 90% of the actors I love are in SAG, you know what I mean? That's not it's not about being in SAG. It's about the way that union views production companies that are not at the top of the right. list. It's one thing, it's one thing if you can afford to make have a union shoot and you don't because you don't want to pay the money or whatever. Yep. It's another thing to like literally not have enough money to shoot in the right in, in the union and I think that that or you're still in a crowdfunding phase, which at that point, you would, what's going to pull in a crowd uh, to fund is going to be your 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 cast, right? If you can get if you can get a good cast member in there, the SAG actor that's that's well known, right? But if I haven't actually uh, had this money, I haven't raised this money yet, I have to have to bank that actor's salary, right? But I haven't finished crowdfunding, so right. I don't know what money I'm going to have, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and and that unfortunately is how is how that works. But I guess like the same thing, like when I said, you know, these actors, like I'm saying, I was okay. I mean, how many times? It's it's just like you could just be half asleep and answer the question, like, oh well, the they're casting for this film. Let me guess, is it Jenna Ortega? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg? Do people have to run around with guns or something and be? Hot shots? Is it Mark Wahlberg? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a movie about like a, a kind of funny, sort of good-looking guy. Though he's hot, but he's funny, and he's nerdy, but he's not. Oh, is it Paul Rudd? Yeah. It's the same fucking people. It's always the same fucking people. Those are the people that SAG care that SAG cares yeah. about. If you consider how many SAG actors exist and how many of the same people we see come out in a in a movie several times yeah. a year or shows or whatever. We, they cycle through the same handful of people. I think, honestly, we only see... The, ma- the majority of people that we see represent probably 25% of the people that are in fucking SAG. They use the same, yeah. like, 50 actors in everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps going. And then if you just... If you want to go down a notch slightly uh, in financing, then, okay, well, then we'll pull in... All right, so now we're pulling in maybe, like, 30% of the actors that are in SAG. And then you have to keep going down, keep going down, keep going down. But there's a massive, massive amount of people that are in the union that yeah. you will never know. You will never recognize their face or know their name 
because there's yeah. so many facets the of entertainment. Man. There's so many. Mm. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm a half hour, half hour in ranting. So that's now, yeah. that's now a topic. Um, I was going to add something else. We're, okay, but so we're I, just going to, we're, we're only going to have time to, to review one thing. Now. Yeah, but I, but I do hope that they, they get. Uh... I hope that they, that the, uh, 100%, I hope that they have, uh, you know, that, that we're working towards better salaries, that we're working towards better residuals. I mean, the residuals are laughable at best, you know, that, that there's, that there's better treatment of actors regardless of the budget that they fall in. Um, but that's the problem is that it, it won't. Somebody has to lose. Somebody has to lose. And I, I really, and the, the way that they're treating this now, doing the whole like, oh, well, we're going to loophole the waivers because, uh, oh, they're not part of it. And it's like, you know, they will be. You know, this is going to streaming. It's not like you're opening up some other streaming platforms in the next six months. Yeah. And then when this movie comes out in a year or whatever, the, it's going to suddenly go to that independent streaming platform that's going to do really well. Yeah. They're going to go to the same people that you're fighting against. Yeah. And you're opening that waiver up for them. At the same time, I totally understand that people have got to eat. And in that, in, in that sea of actors that are not a-list actors that need the work, what the fuck are they supposed to do? It's already so hard to, uh, it's already so hard to, to, to make a living as an actor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Cause there's such a, there's such a, there's such a, um, but that's what bothers me about the waiver between... thing, because it's like, there's a lot at stake here. And if you're going to make the point, make the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't follow saying. through on the strike. Make the point. Don't start. Don't start creating these little pockets for people to hide in to do exactly what it is you claim to be fighting against. Well, they're not. Those companies aren't really doing that. But it's your point is valid nonetheless. What you know? companies? Well, like the people that are in production right now aren't trying to scan background actors, or they're not trying to duck out of residuals because no i'm saying that they're that they're that they're going to sell to streaming yeah yeah they're going to not not any of that them. i'm saying yeah. that they're, they're doing the exact same things with that the, the the people that we're fighting here yeah the villains i think what's gonna that that, that project is going to the villains and they know that yeah these production companies know 100% that director, everybody that's involved in that, every producer that's in that knows that the goal is to sell that film or that show, a series, what have you, to Netflix, HBO, Amazon, Showtime. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah. And if they're really desperate, Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> they're really, really desperate. But I know that like, there's been, there, there are some... Paramount also, another yeah, one. There are some companies out there... Um, I don't know which ones, but I know I've heard from several people, not personally, but I've read about how there are some companies out there that that want to agree with what SAG and WGA want to. There's probably do. many. Yeah, I, but I don't. It's doubt like you that have Netflix many. and Disney, based on Disney Bob Iger. Yeah. Uh, probably HBO. I don't That's know for sure. For maybe that. not. But like, definitely at least those two that are going hard against this stuff. Um, and because you know, it's funny because. I would imagine that places like Peacock or, you know, maybe even HBO don't necessarily have an issue with the residuals because they have a component to their thing that still deals with residuals. You know what I mean? Like Peacock has like their, you know what I mean? So there's still, there's still that kind of 
element to their to their thing that that deals with residuals i'm not saying that they're the they're the company they could be just as much for not paying everybody's for not paying right everybody wants you know i don't want to start diving into capitalism but you know it's like everybody's trying to you know these companies have a fiduciary responsibility <laughs> to make more money for their stockholders and how can they make more money for their stockholders if they're paying more money to actors and writers and stuff and so it it's um it is a bug that comes with capitalism uh, i i don't know i i think there's lots of arguments that can be made but i mean ultimately the the biggest issues that you're you're dealing with you're dealing with with corporations that are like very intractable. You know what I mean? They're not they're not going to budge. Yeah. Not easily. Right. Right. And I just don't see I just don't see. I think that there's that the, you know you want to have a positive mindset and outlook and all of that and right. that's wonderful and lovely and I could see how that's great for your mental health blah blah blah. But in reality we have got a long, long way to go. This, this, we're not going to just snap their fingers and then suddenly this becomes a fair work environment and everybody's paid well and fair and wonderful and all that stuff. These people are rich for a reason. They're not going to let go of that shit easily. They're going right. to go kicking and screaming. Hence why they were like, all right, fine, fuck you, AI. Let's, let's dive into this. Yeah. How about we will only use you background actors for one day and then we're going to own your likeness for the rest of existence. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's... think of, I don't know how long a mustache you would need to twist in the moment that you thought of something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just, it, it's, it's. Yeah. There's no crazy. words. <laughs> there's, there's no words for that. Yeah. Because that's, that's the people that you're dealing with. You're saying like, hey, can we get paid fairly? And they're like, hey, how about this? How about go fuck yourself? Yeah. We're now only going to use you for one day and we're going to own your face forever. So we never have to pay you again because we could just stick you in anything we want from here till eternity. Yeah. That was their response. There was, that was their response to, hey, I need to pay my rent. Yeah. That's where they went. Yeah. You think that we're going to, that at the end of this, the end of this tunnel, there's going to be some, some mutual agreement that everybody wins. You're kidding yourself. Well, the AI thing, I think both for the writers and the actors, I think is going to be like, they have to, they have, they can't budge on that. No fuck. It, it would be, you would be shooting yourself in the foot to do that as an actor. Right. <laughs> like was, right. There, there is absolutely no benefit to that yeah. as a working actor at yeah. all. Unless you're saying like, hey, here's the thing. We're going to use you as a background actor. We're going to pay you $6 million yeah. for that one day. It's like, well, I guess fuck and it then, then right? Have, gonna, yeah. let, me, let me do the math here. All right. So if I go on how many auditions figure I get? Oh, it's like, all right. Uh, four jobs a year for the next 20 years. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty much the only way that works out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're, if, if both sides aren't willing to budge on that, I, 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 it's going to be an interesting, interesting fight. And, and, and with the writers, they'll just create faces. That's what I'm saying. They don't really need your permission, right? They can say, "What? Let's say let th these three background actors that were in this movie. Okay, put them together. If she had her forehead and she had her chin, what's her well, face I look think... like? Not the same person. We've made another person, right? But I think that, 
you know, when you have a when you have a shoot, a certain amount of people have to be SAG, and I'm wondering if they're going to say, well, this is a SAG person. Yeah, it's their likeness. Yeah. So I don't know if if creating a completely you know unreal person would solve that you know so they would still have to i think that's why they're going with the likeness thing versus just making people digital people because if you have a big crowd 90 percent of the time you're gonna make you know you're gonna half of the time it's yeah. gonna be a digital crowd yeah half of those times in, those crowds are digital way. anyway yeah and so i think it's yeah i don't know it's well because i mean in an in a situation like that, realistically hiring 10,000 extras for, you know, to, to be in a, in a, a ballpark or something is, yeah. is and for a the, bit much. And for the writers, it's like, you know, that profession is already like shit. And it's like, they're basically like getting rid, like they want to, you know, the writer's rooms is a big sticking point for them. And the AI, I think are like the two ones that I've heard about the most. The writer's room thing, I don't really understand completely, but I know like if you have a show and you have a writer's room, you have a certain amount of writers in there that you pay and they want to like make them smaller so there's less people to pay and and giving more responsibility to just a few people and then AI can like fill in the gaps and then you can have AI write something and then have somebody basically rewrite the whole thing but only pay them as if they're you know, not as the writer because they didn't technically write it. Mm -hmm. So you can basically, and so I know that the writers have, have, I mean, both those unions have a, a big fight ahead. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't Because any know. negotiation, both sides have to lose, right? Somebody's so losing. I don't Somebody's know. losing somewhere. Uh, the the matter, know. it's a matter of who's losing the most. And I absolutely don't see that being on the side of corporations no, never. that are making I think they'd rather burn the whole goddamn thing down than, than 100%. 100%. Than give it, give they, they'd rather watch the world burn than than have to give in to these people. Yeah. Um and I think that you know as 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 staunch as they are in the, on, on their standpoint of it is as staunch as SAG really needs to be if you're going to make a point. Yeah. You know, if you say like, well, hey, you know, if you do this, you're not we're going to make it so that you can't work with actors. I mean, unless you're doing this, if you want to do this, then you can work with those. actors. Like, you know, then it's suddenly like, oh, that's not really much of a threat now. If there's we, we still got productions going on. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a catch 22. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. <laughs> that became a whole topic on its own. Didn't intend for it to. But there is a lot to unpack there. And there's different opinions that's going mm -hmm. on. You know, I think I, I, I just wasn't expressing myself correctly in the beginning of that conversation which is why i kind of had to go back to be like yeah i don't think i i mentioned the whole like this going to st uh going to streaming thing and that yeah. was what my point was that you you're yeah you know, making these exceptions uh and it's, it's interesting there's just a one quick note it's interesting to see some actors not necessarily come out against the strike but they're like, oh, I don't think striking is a good negotiating tactic and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot of so actors some... that are like, yeah, this shouldn't be considered scabbing, and others that are like, yeah, it should, Just, which is my point. No, no, I'm saying like just with the strike. At, oh, in, in general. In general, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, but I mean with the waiver, I was I meant with the waiver thing. You know, yeah. you have people that are in defense yeah, of it, and you have people that, that are yeah. against it. And but this is kind of my point, of right? Yeah. It's all subjective, right? Everybody yeah. has a different opinion, and you can look at things from different angles and have a different opinion. So how are you ever going to make an agreement that everybody yeah. is happy with? Yeah. Anyway, so um, we went to see Oppenheimer. Um, mm -hmm. 
gave you guys a little time to kind of catch up if you were going to watch it. No, we didn't watch Barbie. You said that you would watch it at some point. I have yeah. zero interest in watching it. I'm just being I honest. I'll see it. Um, so, um, you know, since we're on the topic of bullshit politics let's talk about oppenheimer <laughs> so chris nolan we all know that and yeah. uh this was you know him you love him <laughs> sometimes you sometimes don't you know. <laughs> so um yet again again uh i don't know if he's uh i mean he's he's always been somewhat star-studded obviously yeah uh a little heavy-handed. I don't know if he was hang, hanging out with old Russell recently. I was going to say. Uh, yeah. But it, it was just, it, it was like starting to become distracting because I was losing losing sight of the story and then just wondering in the next scene what familiar face was going to pop yeah. up. And then I was like, oh, oh there it is. Somebody yep, yep, enters yep. the room and, and you I, only hear a voice. You're like, what famous yep, person what is this? What famous person is this? Yeah. Um, oh, yes, I know that person too. And so it was a little hard to take the sort of heart and soul of the story seriously when it just seemed like a clusterfuck of celebrities i yeah. and 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 in small parts that i'm like you're telling me you couldn't find a lesser known actor that could have pulled that off yeah i mean okay <laughs> sure we'll go with that um this is a tough one for me mm. this is a tough one for me because was it on a, on a cinematic standpoint, is it it was it beautifully made? Yes, beautifully made. Yes, was that was the, the the did all the actors do the actor thing and all that? Yes, all of that stuff. Um, my major technical complaint: what the fuck was with that audio? It's very loud. It was too loud. I, yeah. I I see what you're doing there, right? And I appreciated the moments of like, oh, there's going to be dead silence because there's going to be a lag in this explosion. It was deafening. <laughs> like, yeah. like I was watching parts of that movie with my ears plugged because it was so loud that the sound was actually becoming distorted. So here's here's the idea. If you want to make your audio so obnoxiously loud that you're rattling people's brains, make sure you're not rattling the theater's speakers yeah. because that's what's going to happen. I can guarantee you AMC was not equipped for whatever the fuck Nolan was doing there. Yeah. So I wasn't a fan of that. If I'm looking at it from a, stat, a, a cinematic standpoint, did the movie movie? Yeah, it did. It did its job. It, it was Nolan-esque. It, it, probably less Nolan than we're used to. Very not. It was no, hence it was just a Nolan. Hence Nolan-esque. Nolan's biopic. Yeah, it was yeah. a biopic, but he adds his little flair that you're like, yeah. yeah, I could see that's Nolan, but it's not really what we're used to. Um, I thought it was a very interesting. I know he loves him some IMAX, but... I, it was very interesting to to shoot a biopic. Which bio we didn't watch it in. Yeah, no, we didn't. Um, it was interesting to shoot a biopic in IMAX, mm -hmm. you know. I guess you're just so used to, like, seeing IMAX as, like, a spectacle, you know. I mean, like, we probably shouldn't be judging this either because we didn't see it in IMAX. And there's the no other way to watch it, yeah. clearly. We must have missed probably... 90% of what would have made this movie good. On a portable DVD player. <laughs> like, I hate that. It, 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 I watched it just fine. Yeah. Uh, I got the point just fine. And you know what? IMAX or not, it doesn't change the fact that this movie is about the gross negligence of this country's history. Um, well, I, I feel like there there's an interesting story there. I just don't know if he actually... I liked the movie, too. Killian Murphy's like... 
he's you like love Ethan Coen, right? he's like one of the best actors of of any generation in my opinion but um he like it it just i don't know like there's so much good about the film that uh, that falls on the technical side of it and and then there's it's i don't know that's an excellent i had point. a point and i lost it because i went on to another point but uh i mean i, I like the, i agree yeah i agree I that the, <sighs> yeah i like the film a lot but it but i also like felt it's tricky with biopics right because there's so much you stuff also that, are not you're you're not a history buff no. in in the slightest oh, i remember so, what my point was okay. now. Go ahead. um it's interesting to to i think there's an interesting story there with with him building the bomb mm-hmm. and it's like well i wouldn't why did you build the bomb you give the world the bomb it's like well if he didn't somebody would have because according to the film and i'm sure it was fairly accurate with that you know either russia <laughs> or or germany or somebody else would have built a bomb right mm-hmm. and so if it's going to be built i can understand him saying like being on the side of especially back then when you know you don't have access to information like you do now and and you're you know you, you have like a different kind of mindset about america you and the were world. at the mercy of and so the go- of the information that the government yeah and so i can understand the point of view of being you. like shit we better build this thing because if they build it they're gonna bomb us so and lots of Americans are going to die. So we better build it. And granted, yes, a lot of Japanese people are going to die, but at least they're not American. Like so, I I, I get that that yeah that but that, that like that's... survival skill. Like you know, someone's going to shoot me, so I better shoot them before they shoot me. But somebody still is dying in this scenario, right? Yes. And so, um, uh, and 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 lot and lots and lots of innocent people are. It's almost and like I, that's how war works. Yeah, and so I get. I really would have loved to live in that kind of. Um, dichotic relationship in which you're just <laughs> swear to God, it's just he just hoards them in his back pocket, and then he just flings them like a gunslinger at you. He comes at you like a katana with but, these things. But seeing a tortured person dealing with that, he is the one person that can make this happen. And by but making this happen, really, he's saving a bunch of American lives, but then also ending a bunch. Of, I don't feel like they focused on that. That's what I'm that's saying. I, w- I think that's the, the story fo- that the, I really wish I would have. The focus of the story was supposed to be the the um, reluctance on their part to build something so catastrophic, right? The yeah. the 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 back and forth and the moral issue with what they were doing, and it seemed to focus way more on the ins and outs of whether or not he was a communist or socialist or yeah. American or not an American. Was he a spy? Was it, you know, we, and we it was went three hours. So there's plenty of time three hours. There was so much time to actually tell that story. And I think that the reason why they didn't do that is because I don't think that would have made the movie that they want. That wasn't the movie he wanted to make. He wanted to make a movie where he can have these very extreme angles and shoot everything very close up and then have the explosion and have, you know. No visual and effects. This, yeah, this is where like 99% of biopics fall short is that you're never really telling the story accurately. And I, 
I've been yeah, otherwise wa- it's I've a been, documentary. Yeah, but see, the thing is that we take liberties, right? And and the problem is that those liberties start to they start to overwhelm the overall storyline. And then it becomes about like, well, what's what's we need something that's palp- uh, palpable for the palatable. audience. Palatable. Yeah. And palatable. palatable. You want it to be palpable as right. well. I'm I like, suppose. wait, no, I wanted palpable. You wanted something that's palpable to to the eye, right? Oh, this is not, I like this. This makes a point. It stands out. Yeah. And it's strong, and it, and it, and it. Oh yes, look at look at these. Look look at how intense this was. That this bomb was so so dangerous and the amount of time that it took for that that back blast to come and oh you know this is this is great a lot of it's bullshit though yeah a lot of it's bullshit it's again you're you're candy coating that reality for instance i mean look i i can go on a mini tangent about the nudity that i thought was completely unnecessary I don't know where in Florence's career this was she was cast for this. I don't know if she'd blown up with Marvel yet and it was like, fuck it, we'll just be tits out for the whole thing. I just didn't see why it was necessary. I'm not judging her for it. If you want to have your tits out, you have your tits out. But for me, it's always whether it serves the story and I don't fucking see how it did. And then we're going to go with the like, oh, no, my, don't shame somebody. It was a powerful moment. The nudity was powerful. That's interesting because the nudity on Murphy's part was barely there. Pun intended. Hmm. I saw a man with his shirt off and his legs crossed. He could have been wearing a Speedo and looked exactly the same, except there was no mistaking that she was nude. Yeah. So the nudity is always, always much more extreme on female actors part than it is on the males. Like, Calling what he did nudity, it's a stretch. Yeah. It's a stretch. Of the two of them, one person took way more risk and was far more exposed than the other. So I don't want to hear the whole like, oh, the nudity had strengths bullshit. Uh, it just to me was it was egregious and it was unnecessary. It was totally fucking distracting. Perhaps I'm no better than a man. That may be the case. But I was just like, there's still well, we got tits again. More more humping and tits. Like it just it didn't serve the story at all. And it was so surprising because Nolan has never leaned into stuff like that yeah. before. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And then also. If you're going to go with like, oh, it's necessary. Well, if it's necessary, there should have been a whole fucking slew of naked women because he was known for being a womanizer. And I saw him womanize one woman. Yeah. For a womanizer, he was immensely calm about it. (laughs) Like, uh, was he a closeted womanizer? Because that Mm -hmm. did not come across at all. So you chose to focus on this one person and then go like, oh, you know, and then they they just throw the line and like, you're an own womanizer. And then they follow. It's like, well, wait a minute. Who else was there? Yeah. There was nobody else that was that that was shown to us on screen. That is. So you left that, you know, that whole part out of the story. I felt like if we had maybe 47 less intense close-ups. Yeah. We could have told it was uh, like a, a, a more detailed story that was maybe a, n- never accurate, but a little bit closer to the accuracy of what was going on there. Mm-hmm. And my biggest, my biggest takeaway from this 
was just the hypocrisy of it in that it was a story about how ironic it is that Oppenheimer was viewed as a hero and then viewed as a villain and that the movie is about the the about the those those two avenues of that right whereas I'm like no he was always a villain he was always a villain and his enlightenment his moral enlightenment that he had at the end was so poorly expressed in that there was an actual line where they said what do you think we should do with the land and he said give it back to the Indians nuclear yeah i feel like you thought that was supposed to sound heartwarming yeah and that sounded so fucking cruel yeah and on par with american history by the way i'll give you that (laughs) it was authentic in that we stole this shit (laughs) and then we're like here and said here you can have you could take this back uh, enjoy the cancer that you're going to have for yeah. the next 14 generations because we've destroyed it. Yeah. And that's not hearsay. It's fact. It's fact that the people that got this land back have been dealing with cancer ever since. Did they get the land back? There's people that are living on that. Oh, that no. when, yeah. when, the, when the natives got the land back, air quoting, right? Mm. Um. There were there, there's been many articles and books and things written on the health issues to this day yeah. that have fought because it's it's not even about the land anymore. It's about the genes. Yeah. You know, it's genetic at this point. It's yeah. not even about what happened there. However, many years ago, it's about the people that were on this land and were drinking the water and were living off of the resources there and now have unless they just stop having children altogether there's really no way to stop that chaos from following into the next generation and so it was like i re- i remember i leaned in and and i whispered to you when he said that and i was like yeah now that it's nuclear like yeah. what what the hell is that give it why what so it was like this whole you know this what was supposed to be this defining moment in his love for New Mexico and for this specific area because it, you know, it, it was nostalgic for him. And it's just like, so you decided to demolish it yeah. with a nuclear bomb? That's how much it meant to you? That's how much you loved it? I always got confused between atomic bomb and nuclear bomb. Is that what we're going into? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was always like... is. is I just want to make sure that that's the scab you want to pick at right now. Yeah. No, I mean, I get your point, but I, I, I often, like, I found myself wondering in that, like, you know, they're talking about, oh, there's a nuclear thing and people get cancer from an atomic bomb. And that's like, then what's the, you know, I'm sure I can Google that and find out in five seconds, but, um, I guess, you know, they both, they both cause cancer then, (laughs) (laughs) you know? I think it's fair to say that all I'm bombs, hearing from, bombs from bad. this movie, yeah, that it, it, bomb no good. Yeah, that you don't want to you don't want to be near either of them. So an atomic bomb is a kind of nuclear bomb that only utilizes nuclear fission. And the other type of nuclear bombs are thermonuclear bombs, also known as hydrogen bombs, which use the process of nuclear fusion to some degree. That's mm. according to the interwebs. Yeah. 
Um, in other words, in terms of destruction and catastrophe, there's no fucking difference. <laughs> They're both horrible. Yeah. And but I assume um, uh, I assume a thermonuclear bomb is has a greater potential to be bigger, whereas a, maybe just a straight atomic bomb is capped at a certain level. Right. Neither of us are scientists. Yeah. Um, I will say that the uh, the standout performance for me actually didn't come from Murphy. It came from Blunt. Mm. for me i thought that she was like i i was always interested in in when her character was on screen or had something to say she had a really 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 like profound kind of uh of influence i guess mm. um and from from my limited understanding uh, I don't remember her. I, I think she was much worse of a person yeah, <laughs> than they I had, heard had that, portrayed. That she was not a very, you know, they, she didn't, I have to go back thing. into my PBS days when yeah, I like, yeah. you know, when I would watch this. And so it's like, I because didn't go back to read it, but yeah, it's bad people doing horrible things. And it's like, how do you, so it has to be sugarcoated in a way that's digestible for people. Um, palatable. Palpable. No, not palpable. <laughs> it has to be palpable. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but it's interesting because you know I'm sure, you know there's obviously a lot of um, liberties that are taken to make it so that you can be more understanding of this character, you know. Yeah, I well, I mean, I think you know I understand to an extent why that is done because you know you if you it's for me it's kind of like it's sort of like a Schindler's List kind of thing, right? Where you're like, well, I mean. You're talking about somebody that was less horrible than other people, but right. like still went into the situation like you had to see what was, you knew what was going on. Right. Maybe not to the extent that it was happening and you didn't have the details, but you knew this wasn't good and that it was unfair and that 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 somebody was being mistreated in this. And, you know, you, you, you were still there. Yeah. Um, so there's just so much credit you can give somebody and for with, you know, with Oppenheimer, it's like, yeah, I'm glad he had regrets after bombing Hiroshima. Yeah, yeah I guess because like after killing is, like millions is of innocent that, is people. Is that not like the bare minimum that you would expect to be a decent human being? Is when you see the aftermath of bombing people yeah. with nuclear fucking at nuclear strength and you see people's skin peeling off their fucking body and dying of cancer. And yeah, I, I think at the bare minimum, we would expect you to have some kind of feeling about that. But I'm not about to like credit you for yeah. being like a humanitarian when you created the bomb that you knew this, you knew what this bomb did. Yeah, It's not like you didn't know what it could do. You knew what it could do. And you knew that, Regardless of who may have beat you to the punch, right? Whoever you dropped this bomb on, you knew that there were going to be innocent lives yeah. taken by that. But it's not like, okay, so we're aiming the bomb at the one location that every political figure well, in this country is hanging out in. It's like yeah. you're dropping this bomb on city. yeah. cities and in towns where there are innocent pedestrians so you know that you're taking lives so to all of a sudden be like what have i done it's like really it's kind of that thing where it's like you're smart but you're kind of not yeah like you're smart enough to build 
a nuclear weapon, but you're not smart enough to know. Or an atomic weapon. Or a, a hydrogen. Or a thermonuclear <laughs> a weapon. A thermonuclear, a hydrogen bomb, yeah. or an atomic bomb, a nuclear bomb, whatever kind of bomb it is that you are an expert in building, you know that it's going to lead. Go boom. To, it's going to go boom, and it's going to make a lot of ouchies, basically. You have to know that if you yeah. have the, 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 the wherewithal to figure out how to create such a thing. Yeah, there was a... But they even had a scene in it where they tried to absolve him where it was like... What have I done? And they're like, you didn't do anything. We did this or they did this. You just built the thing. And they're the ones that decided to drop it on the country or whatever. And, yeah, no. Um, because it was like they, they... You still made it. Yeah, and because there was that whole scene where they were like, well, what if we just detonate it somewhere where no one gets hurt and we say, knock that shit off or we'll, we'll drop this on you um, just to kind of as a scare tactic. Um, but they didn't want to do that. It's still nuclear. Yeah. It's still nuclear. Yeah. yeah, and this was a this this was an argument made uh, in terms of uh, Einstein's uh, feelings on on it as well that he had regrets on the part that he played in giving people formulas that created these bombs. Yeah, um, I just I don't know. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, you know, it was a good movie. It was, but if you're really judging the movie and the accuracy of what the story that that movie is telling, it's like. This is these people always, are all fucking horrible, and I, I yeah. really that I don't think that they're redeeming characters at all in in any of this. That's quite I honestly, I always wonder like when it comes to stuff like this, like why a biopic? You know, I get it. There's the name recognition and whatever, and I, I, I assume it's maybe no more complicated than that. But it's like why not just tell the story you want to tell, but just make it a just make it fictional, and then you can do whatever you want to mold the story more to what you like about the story of the person if you like the people love like, the idea of something being based on truth yeah, though that's they do. That, but if you like the idea of, of somebody members in with if that. you like the idea of somebody being tortured with the idea of having to do something that may kill a lot of people but then if he doesn't then it could kill even more or whatever then you can create a fictional story based on that you know there was a massive cop-out in this film for me and i'm I had a lot of issues with the accuracy and the story that they were telling there, but I felt like one thing I'm not going to say would have, would have remedied a lot of the, the injustices in the storytelling. But I think one thing that there was a massive cop out on there and was not showing the footage of what that bomb actually did. did. Yeah. It was this whole, like this, almost a stage play sort of view that he had of what was happening and his world getting rocked in that moment and the anxiety that he's feeling. And it's like, they should have shown the audience what that did. Because I think if you had shown that Oppenheimer is a much less redeemable character when you see, wait, this is what it fucking did. Yeah. And I think, you know, years ago that maybe those things would have sort of still been fresh in our generation's mind. But the younger generation that's watching this, they likely have not seen that. Yeah. You know, I, I saw many pictures. I always had we always had National Geographic and we're going to museums and the books and shit on it. So I've seen the horrible aftermath of that. And I thought it was really, really low of them to just completely glaze over that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It was remember, like, you want to talk that. about what this bomb did, show what the bomb did. Because there's a plethora of recorded uh, yeah. footage and photography and things that you could have pulled and you could have shown what the aftermath of this 
person's decision to be part of this uh, experiment, what that aftermath actually did. And to not do that was like, "Mm." yep, (laughs) it's 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 problematic, these types of things. I watch it because, you know, it's like, look, it's it's cinema and I'm I'm why, you know, you have to kind of watch it from two perspectives you watch it from a cinematic perspective which i did have issues with like i said i thought the nudity was distracting and weird and the angles were it was too much he overused it and the sound was just crazy for me still you know but still a well-made film and all of that stuff he's a master at his craft but sometimes you know it it doesn't always hit like you should never like responsibility when you're telling a story about a tragedy that that this country, in this country's history, that we took part in, right? When you're talking about that, when you're telling that story, there is a responsibility to be sort of steadfast in the accuracy of that. And I don't feel like there should be artistic liberties when it comes to facts. Yeah. If you're making an adaptation of something, that's different, right? So like you have... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is like an adaptation of the Manson murders, right? But lots of things were changed and it was meant to be. Yeah, it was meant to be changed. It was a what if. What if the tables had been turned and Sharon Tate had not been killed and the Manson murderers had been the ones that had been on the receiving end, were taken out by a flamethrower, you know, like... What you know that that's uh, you know you're taken out by Brad Pitt and a can of dog food. Yeah, you're taking artistic liberties there, and that's like you had said, like just make the other story. Um, But this is supposed to be a biopic, and I thought it was beyond safe. It was beyond safe. Yeah. And I don't think that it was even close to accurate. And I don't I don't like when people do that. I'm a little bit nervous for Scorsese's um, Killers of the Flower Moon because yeah. uh, same thing. You know, I don't know how accurate that's going to be. I don't want I know very little about that. And I don't want to I don't want to refresh my drink on that because I'm going to be jaded when I watch the movie. I'm going to kind of go for the details afterwards. But I'm I am a little bit torn like yeah. should i go in with more information so i could be like no nah, fuck this <laughs> yeah. because it's going to change the way i watch the movie right. it's going to 100 enjoy it as a movie and then you could tear it yeah apart and then later. i'll tear it apart later and go like oh shit that wasn't like really nearly as close to again as it should have and been. Th- that could just be a story you know like it yeah. could just be a fictional story based in that time around with these characters i and... can't say i haven't seen it yet but yeah. i i mean any time of has there ever been a biopic that's come out that somebody hasn't come out afterwards and been like that was wrong yeah right <laughs> all incorrect so i you know, right i don't know and this isn't this isn't uh this isn't like a topic that's uh that's subjective through personal perspective like tanya harding right you got well this is how i saw the story it's like mm. we're talking about history this is like in the books yeah so there's there's no there's no leeway there you either tell the story or you don't tell the story and you either make it, you know, you take a, a, take an adaptation of it and run with it and have it be fictional in that aspect. But you can't start, you know, cherry picking yeah. what you like from from history and then going like, oh, you know, we did this with the Woman King. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. well, you want to make a OK, yeah, that's a, it's a great story. Right. All of that is really nice. But 
it's historically inaccurate and it tells a very different story if you were going for the accuracy of that. It yeah. changes the story yeah. massively. So I do feel like there is a responsibility. I wouldn't want to touch a biopic, honestly, because I, no. I would want to be as accurate as I could possibly be. And I can 100% see a studio or producers being like, yeah, that's not that. That's just yeah. not going to work. It'd have to be like a documentary with reenactments at that point. Yeah. Like yeah. just, I. I would rather stick to a documentary than go with a biopic because I just feel like uh, they're never they're never true to the accuracy of what 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 the real story is about, and yes. that's kind of shitty. Yeah, I was trying to think of a much more eloquent word, but it's just shitty, I guess. Shitty, yeah. It's shitty just words. shitty because you're you know, take it a step further and just really think about it, and it's like, well, you know, well, it's artistic, but yeah, it's artistic. Okay, well. I mean, also people, let's just put it this way, people made millions of dollars off this movie, off of the death of many people. Not a single one of those people are being compensated for their story being watered down. Yeah. And if you're going to be one, if, if you want to take this to a completely narrow-minded perspective and go, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's a movie about American history. They're, okay, like the... The American Indians. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this hits home. Yeah. So you're making money and you're profiting off of a demographic yeah, a of people that you've, like, yeah, oh, we stole it from the Indians. Yeah, now. that you've already profited off of and then continuing to profit through cinema. I know cinema. they're Native Americans, but they call them Indians in the movie. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because they're saying Americans. So I'm saying American Indians because that's what we were saying for a very long time. And, you know, so it's like, all right, so what about them? Yeah. I mean, there is there is that kind of, and then it's like you know there. You had three hours. You could have thrown him a scene or something. I well, no, but I just mean on the, and, and we're part of that. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of 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 being part of that, right? Because we paid to watch right. this movie, and so it's it's. I don't know. I I hoped that it would be more accurate, yeah. and at least have truth to it, and it it wasn't. And I kind of I felt I felt not so great about you know contributing to that afterwards because i was like wow this didn't <laughs> this didn't do justice at all um in fact it did it did nothing to in terms of I, it was barely apologetic to the victims of that bomb and it in no way addressed native americans and what they dealt with afterwards yeah. at all in fact they had the audacity to seem make them seem like they were heroic yeah. by having him be compassionate to giving them the land back yeah which was just the just, just backhanded at that yeah. point oh so thanks thanks so much for the land back now that you've pissed all over it yeah have fun with the cancer see yeah. you later bye um that's our history <laughs> there's good things and there's a lot this of bad what, things this is what a lot of liberals get mad at conservatives for doing is watering down history like with slavery and all this sort of stuff and it's you know Wait, what? Like a lot of liberals get upset with conservatives oh, right. about watering down history with slavery and yeah, all that sort of stuff. And and uh, but there's but there's historical there's historical inaccuracies inaccuracies on both parts, unfortunately. Yeah. Because it's become political, right? Everything that's accurate and that's factual becomes weaponized by politics. And then this person waters down one side, and then this person waters down another side, and it's like, well, you know, there's the the two sides, and then there's the truth. Right. And unfortunately, I think, you know, like I said, with films like this, it's uh, you really have to take them with a grain of salt because I mean, but it's unfortunate because you have a younger generation that's watching this and kind of using that as fact. Yeah. 
and uh, no good. Yeah, that's probably not probably not the best way to go about it. Anyway, um, we are scheduled to have a guest next week. I'm waiting to hear back from her, so we'll see what happens there. Um, we still have to review the Great House. Yeah. Um, which I very much want to talk about. Also, we are so, so late to the Barry bandwagon, but we finally, I just like, I don't know why, like the uh, two weeks ago or something like that, I just went like, you know, I've been meaning to watch Barry. Yeah. And well, I've been meaning to as well. Well, we had it on the list yeah. and I was just like, eh, it'd been sitting there forever. And then it's, I don't know why, just like the, the I got this sudden itch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to, to dive in because since it was now the last season and we figured like, all right, we can wrap it up. This is the perfect way to watch things. Yeah. Just go straight through the seasons and now it's over. Um, so we are going to talk about that a bit. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. We've got we we've gotten into some more film festivals, which is cool. Um, sure did. We've also we've had a hell of a week. <laughs> so We've had some great news. We've had some horrible news. We're just taking it. We're just taking the punches, you know what I mean? And uh, so we recently made it into the Route 22 Film, I I believe it's the Route 22 Film Works Film Festival in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So um, that's not too far for us, so we'll probably just do that in a day. Uh, It's at the end of the 26th, I believe. So if you're local to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, then, you know. Or Allentown? I thought it was Allentown. Allentown's not, it's the same it's kind of same the same area. area, yeah. Not far off at all. I think it's like a town within... It's not far. <laughs> Is that like uh, Queens and Brooklyn? It's all the same No, crap? those are two completely <laughs> different boroughs. <laughs> Jesus it's all Christ. New York City, right? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, it is all part of New York City, but they're two completely different boroughs. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to be going on. It'll be a surprise, and then and you can join us and be surprised or disappointed or excited. I don't know. Yeah, and it, that's up to you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not the boss of you. you well, oh, I'm the boss of you, but I'm not yeah. the boss of them. Right. Wink, wink. Bye. Uh, shout outs to MoGraph. Oh shit. Slacker. <laughs> I thought we did that already. No. Shout outs to MoGraph. Check out the MoGraph podcast network, uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye.